Faith Fitness and French Toast family. It is good to be back. It is good to be in 2022 uh, and back to creating some episodes for you guys with some of your favorite lifters, influencers, uh, and other fitness, uh, quote-unquote, celebrities. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Moses Allwood. I want to warmly welcome you back to the podcast. The purpose of this podcast is and always has been simple, to encourage, empower, and inspire athletes of all walks of life in their strength endeavors, faith walk, and of course, their best options for post-workout, late-night meals. This afternoon, I'm joined by one of my personal favorite lifters, uh, Hunter Henderson. Hunter, based out of Kansas City, has gained her IFBB Pro card, as well as dominated the powerlifting stage in the last few years. She works very, very full-time. She puts in the long hours, and she shows that there is no reason for you not to achieve your goals, regardless of how busy you are. She had cancer as a child and also dealt with a heart defect, so she has continued to work hard despite her health issues as well. There is no challenge and no mountain that cannot be overcome, and she's a walking example of that. I'm so excited about this episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. We'll catch you on the other side. What is going on, Faith Fitness family? We are back. It's 2022. Uh, I am joined by one of my personal favorites, Hunter Henderson. Hunter, how you doing, man? What's up? Thanks for having me, first off. Uh, feeling good. You know, I'm three weeks out. Um, doing my second wrapped meet here in a little bit. So feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, you just got out of the gym. Uh, you hit 645 today, which of course is just five pounds under what you hit at the Kern. Uh, but I also yeah. saw in the post, you're like, uh, it wasn't exactly the number I probably should have hit. So how, how are we feeling off this session three weeks out? I know it's a lot of particulars we need to run with. Yeah. So, um, the reason that the 645 was not what I would have liked, um, is because I rushed picking the weight. So, at this level, the margin for error is very, very small. I mean, one little misgroove, one little, you know, thing, and it's it throws off the whole lift. So I rushed picking the weight up, uh, and I knew it as soon as I picked it that it was wrong. But thankfully, I still got the rep. Yeah, but and it still moved. It looked like it still moved mind. well, regardless, too. Yeah, it moved great. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely pretty cool to hit that three weeks out. Yeah. I mean, look, to be squatting 650 that fat, regardless of whether it was the right number or not, has got to be a good feeling yeah. to like know that you are, yeah. you're right there and you still haven't yeah. finished the peak yet. Yeah. I think, I think we're in a really good spot um, with training and recovery. I think, I think we're doing everything right. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now I know some people don't like, jinxing things this close to a meet is there a goal is there anything you want to hit or is that we're keeping it in our head because either way I, i'm uh, fine with it yeah so normally i don't talk about this but um i would love to just i mean the goal is just to pr everything you know so beating the 650 i would be happy do i want more do i have a certain number in my head absolutely of course um 
I would love to bench. So my best bench is 330. I'd love to PR my bench. And I saw you just bench um, 335 yesterday in the gym. Yes. We're in I'm a good so spot, man. Pumped. We're firing on all cylinders. Oh, I'm so pumped. I freaking, you know, it took me a year to PR my freaking bench. And granted, it was only five pounds, but man, uh, and it moved so well. I'm so happy with how well it moved. Um, but yeah, bench is sitting in a really good spot. And then deadlift, I'll be honest, I'm not a good deadlifter. Sure. Uh, it is not my favorite lift. I do not, I'm just not, I'm not as good at deadlifting as I am squatting or benching. Um, so pretty much anything I can do with deadlifts, I'll be happy with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, there's, there are a lot of women in the world right now that are like, oh my God, she just benched 330. Like, I mean, and you know this, like yeah. you, you have become such an icon uh, in powerlifting Thank and you. in bodybuilding um, that, I, that I know even just in the gym circles I run around, especially how many young women look up to you. I mean, it really, it's remarkable. Um, so um, I'm not just going to gas you up. I don't need your ego to get huge right before the meet, um, but, but it's significant. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what comes out of that. Uh, and we won't jinx it by talking about that meet too much. Um, Thank you. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, kind of prowess socially right now, 50 Cent posted you just a couple weeks ago. Oh, my God. Dude, what in the world is so, going on? I have no idea. It, you know, it's not like I started powerlifting yesterday. And when I saw that people had started tagging me in 50 cents video and I was like, this is a fake profile. Right. <laughs> and I like click on the profile and I'm like, Oh, it has millions of followers. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, this whole debacle with the P thing, it's just bizarre. Um, but you know, if I was, just a general person of the public with no gym membership, no gym, anything. And I saw a video of a woman peeing while deadlifting. I would probably think it's a little bizarre. Right. Um, you know, and how cool everyone in my video acts about it. It's not a big deal. You know, I, if I had no prior knowledge or experience with that, I would probably think like, what the hell is going on? Like right. these people, um, granted I would be a little bit nicer about it. Um, it is, it's pretty bizarre how like rude yeah. and hateful people have been about it. I've gotten quite a few messages, mm. um, that are pretty, pretty nasty, yeah. sadly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially for for people that know anything about human anatomy. Now, obviously, you're also in the medical field, so I mean, there's a million different yeah. elements here. But anyone that knows anything about basic human anatomy gets it. Like they're like, I, yeah. okay, um, and and it is. I it's it's refreshing to see. While on the one hand, people are you know so ignorant that there's so many people that are so supportive because there is a yeah. community that understands it. And is willing to not only just yeah. understand it, be like, oh, I get it, it's whatever, but they'll actually actively fight back against, you know, trolls and yes. all that. It, it's got to be a good feeling. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was like a point where I wasn't even in the comments commenting anymore, but people were like, 
arguing for me and like standing up for me. And I'm like, this is, you know, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool to see, you know, just as many people who came at me negatively, you know, just as many people supported me as well and kind of backed me up and stood up for me. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you've been such a good sport about it as well. I mean, from the video of you walking across the platform, you know, <laughs> to, to you hold the, you know, the pants, I mean. <laughs> you you got to laugh at it, man, because these people, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. And also, I've never given anybody on social media that much significance because, one, they're not paying your bills. Right. And two, they're not in your bed at night. Right. So they have no significance in your life. Right. Therefore, their opinion means nothing. Right. Means absolutely nothing. So, I mean, you can, these people can say what they want. They can have whatever opinion they want. It is not going to change my opinion of myself. Exactly. So. Yeah, what's that phrase? Like, if they're not feeding or fucking you, it doesn't matter, you know? Exactly. It's exactly. just, it's just, you it's. You have no significance in my life at that point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I, that has been such a theme, especially over the last few seasons as I've chatted with people, because the larger your platform gets, regardless of if you are the greatest person in the world and you just post videos of dogs to like someone that's, yeah. you know, a bully you are going to get backlash, especially online. It's just the nature. People get comfortable behind a keyboard. Yeah. So being comfortable in that and to be like, look, I'm a bad bitch. I know what I'm about. That's right. That's it. That's right. Like then, I mean, I <laughs> so, like, that's just, that's it. That's the ultimate piece. Like there's, there's, yeah. you can't get moved by anything. If it's great. Okay. Yeah. If it's bad. Okay. I'm in my lane. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Can't touch me. You can't. You can't. Um, so, well, let's back up a little bit. Uh, obviously, you've been on a, a million okay. different podcasts. Um, you are unique in a lot of ways, uh, just how your journey has uh, gone from being a, a, a kid. I know you had a uh, Wilms tumor and, uh, you know, some, some yeah. heart defects to all the way to you being, you know, a top level power lifter. I mean, how did those two things come together and what does it look like for Pretty you? Pretty cool, right? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, like, even as I'm saying it, like that, that it's wild. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you, honestly. I mean, I just do the best I can with what I've got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, every, what? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just listening. I'm actively no, listening. You go. I'm still in, in, I mean, it just, it's, it's, there's so much that people complain about and there's so much that people, you know, get, get hung up on that just doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Uh, and you've got to have such a different perspective in recognizing just how, how, how lucky you are, you know, and what a miracle that is. I, and you know, I have to catch myself sometimes because I'm like, I'll be like, why me? Why am I, you know, why is this so hard? I'm like, it's a privilege to be here. Yeah. It is. You should be grateful to be here. You know, I, I am very blessed to do the things that I get to do and have an impact on people. And I don't know, having gratitude changed 
everything. I think that's the biggest thing for me, like having gratitude towards everything that I do. Um, it just changes your perspective. It changes how you do things, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, And you know, same thing. It's easy to become, I don't inflate it sometimes as well. When we, you know, you get to a certain point, whether, you know, financially or with your work or with your um, athletics to say, I got to this point, I'm here, I'm on my, I'm up in this little island somewhere. And I mean, I even think back to um, over the summer, you know, I was driving back across the country, I was out in Utah and I stopped by Mm -hmm. um, because JP had been like, hey, swing by strong. And there were three people in the gym. It was me. It was you. You strong. Yeah, yeah, it was you. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I was 40 pounds heavier. Um, And then there was one other person uh, doing something over in the corner. And I walked into the gym, and in my head, I was like, oh, like, what I do? I said, there's there's no chance anyone's going to be here because JP was like, we're not open. Uh, Just enter the code and just go in. And so I go in, and you're like finishing up some kind of workout. You're wandering around the corner. And I like literally text my boy, and I was like, I I don't know what to do in this current moment. I said, there's no, there's no like squad here. Like it's literally, it is me and it is Hunter. So he said, all right, I'm going to go over it. So I walked over, you know, of course, nice. Cause you are, you're so humble about, um, just who you are because you recognize that you've been given a gift. And if you take advantage of that and if you believe it's all you, yeah, it destroys how you interact with everyone, but it, it does, it goes a long way. And obviously it's part of your story that the way that you interact with people, it's just, Hey, I've been given something good. I want to be able to extend that. Um, so that kind of comes into my, my next question here. I mean, as, as you have developed this community, um, one in Kansas city, but two, just in the U S in general, what have been some of the biggest takeaways that you've even gotten from yourself as you've kind of seen the influence that you've had on the, on the community? Biggest takeaways from the influence I've had. Um, mm-hmm. uh, people really like to know, like, my personal life, like, sharing more of my personality and more of my day to day stuff. Mm. When I first, like, when I was coming up, I thought I had to, like, I thought I had to like maintain this level of like, I don't know. I thought I had to like act a certain way or like represent myself a certain way. Um, And I don't know here recently, I've just kind of like dropped that, you know, acted how I wanted to act. I post what I want to post. I, and I have fun and people are like really responding well to that. And like, relating to that like it may seem like i am like perfect at everything but i am human sadly (laughs) (laughs) believe it or not (laughs) i am human so for people to relate to me and to connect it's been it's been a real treasure because people can see like okay I can work a full-time job and I can go to the gym. Yeah. I can do all that. Or I can have SUI and still deadlift as much as I want. Yeah. 
I can have cancer and I can come back from that and be great. Yeah. You can do anything. You can do absolutely anything. And I think people seeing that with me, they can relate to it and then they conquer their own goals. And that's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, 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 it is. And I'm sure your DMs have to be flooded with similar stories. Like, I'm sure people oh, are, yeah. are communicating that. Now, so th- this is one of my fa- – I mean, this is a phenomenon to me, okay? A female athlete, especially in the fitness community's DMs, okay? I talked to I talked to Stacy about this a couple years ago. I talked to Steffi about it. I talked to Kayla. Like, I've it's gone through it with place. people. It's got to be, Right. What in the it's world do you place. have in your DMs, man? Uh, everything. You don't – honestly, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> like especially with everything going on recently. Like I've had people like message me like really hateful things like you're disgusting, you fat pig, whatever. whatever. Right. And then there's like the feet pics <laughs> and then there's the, hey, can I buy your pee? Oh, uh, wow. I didn't even think you- about that one. <laughs> oh, oh, if I sold my urine, I could probably quit my job. Yeah. I'll be honest. I bet. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. People are like, I can uh, send you this container and you just pee in it and then you just ship it back to me. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> so it's, it's this easy? Really? You're not joking. <laughs> You're not joking with me. Okay. And then the like typical, you know, and then when I went to bodybuilding, I got like the muscle worship, the, those type of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's some of that in there. It's just, it's just a wide array of, it's a party. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a wild west west of fetishes just in in the, it is, it is, it it is a wild place in there. (laughs) So, so how, do you read through? There's no way you can make it through everything, but like, do you try oh, to? No, I don't. There's some of, I'll go in there sometimes and I'll just like click through a couple and I'm like, God, this is, y'all are bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go in there sometimes and just look at some of them, but there's no way that I could get through all of them. Especially now. I try. Especially now. Yeah, like, I'm assuming after 50 to. Cent posted, that had to have just like, I mean, exploded yeah because once he posted it then like other like meme pages posted it and other like comedians posted it and so i've gotten a lot i'd get tagged in different posts and yeah a bunch of messages it's just oh a girl i'm gonna tell you this story a girl messaged me the other day and she just sent me a video of her squatting and it looked like 225 on the bar And she didn't say anything with the video, just the video. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, great squats, girl. These look awesome. Good job. And she replies and says, yeah, I just wanted to show you how it's done. And I was like, oh. What? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, yeah, I uh, I didn't pee like you do. And I was like, all right. I didn't, I, I just stared at the message and I was like, there's, I mean, there's just not even worth my Oh time. my God. And I was like, honey, you have a good day. 
Dude, that it's, that's a blindsider yeah. too. So there was nothing yeah. in the first message. She waited for you to respond. Yeah, just sent me a video of her squatting. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. Good job. I'm floored right That's like the uh, – uh, what was it last year? Everyone would say who, and then they say who asked after someone followed it up. Like, yeah. that's like a – she was timing that. Too. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, impressed by yeah. the buildup of that, but, like, wow. Yeah. Holy smokes, man. So, I, I get some interesting messages and requests and questions and it's, crazy. It's a fun place online. Hey, well, at least you know you have a uh, an almost limitless uh, entertainment access. You know, you don't yeah. even need the Disney Plus or the Hulu. Like, you could just be like, "Hey, I got, <laughs> I got my DMs right here." I'm just gonna go on Instagram. Yeah, honestly, throw it throw it up on a TV somewhere. And say, "Hey, guys, check this out." You know, it's wow. Oh man! Well, yeah. I, I can honestly say that mine are nowhere near as exciting. Uh, but <laughs> I have I have noticed <clears throat> since I started posting episodes, um, I would start getting you know the little message requests. Either you know people want to be on the show, or um, yeah. I started getting um, a lot of gay guys uh, in my in like the the fitness podcast page, not my personal page. Like would message the Faith Fitness page. And be like, hey, man, um, I think it would be really cool if, you know, you sent me a picture of you lifting, but, like, naked. And I was like, okay. Oh. Like, in the jet, like, publicly? Oh. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So, like, the first word of this podcast is faith. So I don't know why you hit the page. And you didn't even, like, jump over to my person. <laughs> like, you couldn't even make the effort to go to the author. But. I'm trying to remember who the it might have been after Chad Penson's episode, which makes sense. Considering, <laughs> I love Chad. Uh, yeah, I, love I mean, it, considering <laughs> what we went through, it makes sense. But I, I did laugh. I was like, oh wow, maybe I'm finally getting the uh, the the fitness attention. But I was like, of course, it's all from dudes. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> it's the catch twenty two of it. Oh man. Um, that is funny. Well, you, so you've bounced between, uh, of course, powerlifting and, and bodybuilding. You got your pro card. Uh, so, you know, one of the, one of the questions that I've wondered, cause I've toyed between the two, I haven't had the mental determination to fully buckle down and be like, I'm going to try to do a bodybuilding show. As you well know, it's not yeah. a, I think I'm just going to go do a show. Like, that's not like, it's not how you, that's not how that works. So I'm wondering if you no. can kind of walk us through, I mean, honestly, from the day you knew you were going to compete, like through what did that prep look like? And what are some of the things that people mm-hmm. don't even like think about when it comes to a prep that you realize midway through was really going to be a part of the process? Yeah. So I decided that I wanted to try bodybuilding. The So I was weighing in for the last year's Kern and I was weighing, I weighed in at like 164. I had quad striations. I had abs. Like I was like, man, I wonder what I would look like if I actually got down and tried bodybuilding. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so I was like, I'll do a local show just to see if I like it. Um, You know, just to say I tried it. So I signed up for a show in Omaha, um, like mid summer. And um, I was, you know, just working away, getting in shape for that. And my diet coach, he was like, Hey, like, I think, you could be really competitive. Um, do you want to try and like push this a little bit? And he was, 
so we did a local show in Omaha, then we did USA's, and then we did Tampa Pro. So at USA's, I won my pro card. Very cool. Second show. And then we went on to Tampa Pro, which was a week after USA's, and I got second. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I would have gotten, if I would have won that, I would have gone on to Olympia. Which would have been yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. Um, so the the prep for bodybuilding, it is it is a different kind it's a it's but I would say bodybuilding is harder yeah. than powerlifting. By far. I mean the training I mean you just you have to go over the edge every single time. Like you have to your AMRAPs have to be I mean you just have to give every session your all. And the diet, the diet is, is very, very hard. Um, and it like messes with you. Like mentally you just change through the leaner you get, like mentally it just kind of messes with you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so like when I was like in the middle of it, like I've never liked coffee I've never liked fish and I've never liked shrimp my entire life. I've hated those three things. Well, you live in Kansas but, city. So the seafood, I, if you were eating seafood, I don't know if I would yeah. trust where it was going from anyways. So. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I wouldn't either. But I was like, started having these cravings for fish and shrimp. Mm. And I wanted black coffee and I was like, what the hell? And I loved it. I love it now. I eat fish every day now okay. and shrimp. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, you're cold all the time. Yep. Your feet hurt because the fat pads mm-hmm. on your feet. Um, digestion. Your digestion changes mm. uh, a great deal. Um, but honestly, like I had so much fun with it. I love the glam. I love the the tan, the suits, the hair. I loved every second of it. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's it's more of a performance. Like it's more of a it is. It's a show. Yeah. Like I mean, it's literally a show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what? Yeah. Compared to because you've stepped on two pretty big stages, you know, in two different sports. What is that that meet day or show day? What did you notice was different? Because obviously I've experienced, and a lot of people who are listening have experienced the power lifting side of it. You know, the butterflies at weigh-ins, mm-hmm. I hope I made it, you know, and you're yeah. trying to get your water in. What is that like on a bodybuilding show day? And especially, what was it like right coming off the stage after it was done? Uh, so with bodybuilding, I do not have quite the confidence as I do with powerlifting. Sure. So I was, I don't get nervous with, powerlifting anymore but when i was like about to step on stage for the tampa pro i was losing my shit i was not okay i was shaking i was all the things um but i stepped off because it's so i mean being up there on that stage it is exhilarating it is i mean getting to show off all your hard work it is absolutely exhilarating so when you step off you're like all right, let's go again. Yeah. Cause it's never long enough. Right. Like 
you literally get seconds up there to show them everything that you've done the past 20 weeks. Right. And you're like, man, this it's, it's, it's exhilarating. It is so fun to be up there and you just, you get what you get. And I mean, I, I loved it. I had the absolute best time bodybuilding. I mean, I can tell you're getting excited talking about it. So I, (laughs) so I mean, are are we making a return? Like, are you going to kind of continue flip flopping around it? Like what's, what's the, I I hate to be like, what's the five year goal, but like, yeah, like what's next. So my original plan for 22, I'm a very ambitious person. Good. My original plan for 22 was to do hybrid, do a wrap to meet, and then go back to bodybuilding and try and qualify for the Olympia. Okay. All in one year. Um, but coming back from bodybuilding was very hard. Um, my body has changed a ton. Yeah. Like I used to sit at 180, cut down to 165. Now I sit at 199 mm-hmm. and hopefully can make it into the 181s. Learning cuz it, it just feels like a whole new body. Yeah. You know, relearning how it moves, leverages I think that's why my deadlift has kind of suffered a little bit is because finding the leverages with this has been, it's been a task. Um, So I finally feel like I'm getting the hang of my body. And I was like, man, I don't really feel like going back to bodybuilding yet and having this change again. Cause I like where we're at right now. So I was like, I'm going to stay in powerlifting um, cause you know, this is my first love. I love it here. Uh, and I want to accomplish a couple more goals. I don't know how long those goals are going to take. Um, the big one is obviously to be number one of course. in the world. That is obviously the big goal. Um, so maybe I'll go back after that. I would love to go back, but I don't know when. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You mentioned <clears throat> you just the, the shifting of the body and, and noticing the, the weight changes and adjusting the leverages, which is something that I, especially right now, can really relate to. So, um, of course, at a much lower, yeah. lower scale. Um, but when I was competing uh, a couple years ago, I worked my way up to 308. So I'm a big guy. I'm like 6'2". So I, I was, but I was big. Oh, wow. Um, and I just like, oh, I just don't want to be this heavy. So I started working with my coach and I've gotten down to about 265 um, over the last, That's you know, great. eight months or so, which is great because now I'm, I'm back down. I can work my way down to the 242s. It's more competitive. Anyway, that's irrelevant. The leverage yeah. shifting is real. I mean, it's a legitimate. It's so um, like I switched over to another training coach who is in person purely because I was just like, mm-hmm. dude, I like legitimately feel like I'm a newborn child. Like I don't remember how to squat uh, because it, yeah. in your head you're like, well, of course I can still do X, Y, Z, you know? And I remember I put 500 yeah. back on my back and it about stapled me. And I was like, what in the world is going on? And so it is, it's a process yeah. of relearning how you move, how you operate. I mean, everything, it's yeah. different. It, it's crazy. Yeah, It's completely different. It's like a whole new body. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is. Uh, so, 
switching into powerlifting mentally, noticing that you weren't as lean, of course, as you were during a show has got to have some kind of impact. It's what, hard. what, yeah. What has that been like for you? Cause you know what, what uh, it can be. This, yeah. I know what this can look like. Uh, so when I was coming out of bodybuilding and my body was, you know, transitioning back into, you know, putting some weight on, it was hard. Um, it's hard to let go of that cause it just looks so amazing. And, I put on weight very quickly after the shows. Um, it mentally, it was hard. Like, and you just, you feel kind of just gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's harder to move around. It's, it was, it was difficult, mainly primarily mentally for me just to see your body kind of, soften I guess I should say um but right now I mean I like like I'm pretty curvy I guess right now and I like it yeah it looks good hey you on behalf of everyone you look great Hunter We're all, you're, you look <laughs> great you. yeah um <laughs> but you know but it's gotta be I mean and everyone who competes knows I mean just the reality of what body dysmorphia is yeah. especially at when you're at that level as you say you put in 20 weeks of work you get on stage for like a minute and yeah. a week later when you're drinking water again and you're able to eat carbs again and you're like oh shit yeah. <laughs> you know i don't yeah. i don't look as hard or as lean or as cut as i did yeah um it's hard to let go of that it's very hard yeah i mean what what are your what's your advice I guess, if any, just to especially aspiring um, lifters or anyone, even if it's not on a competition stage, who are going through significant weight fluctuations that are dealing, especially the body dysmorphia, because it can be so disheartening. It can be. It can be. Um, you just, you have to have grace with yourself. You have to realize that your body does incredible things. You know, my body did something so amazing. I got an, a pro card and I almost qualified for the Olympia. That is incredible. In the first like and year now, or two. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. And that, <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's, it is. You got to realize that your body did something so amazing. And now, you know, you have, I switched my focus back to powerlifting and I can't be that lean for powerlifting. I know that. Everybody knows that. So my body has to change. You have to have grace with yourself. You have to, you know, it's hard to look in the mirror and see your body change. I know that. Yeah. It's, it's one of the hardest parts of the whole process. You just, you have to have grace with yourself. Well, and part of that as well is having the right people around you. Yeah. Of course. Um, I know one of the hardest things, because I think anyone who's been in the sport long enough has had to go through points in time in which they're on their own. You know, there's no one. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, and I had this conversation with, with someone recently, you have to be the one to do it. You know, when. Yep. 
you can get off the stage and uh, you know look away from the feet picks and the DMs and, and get away from everything. At the end of the day, you know when you close your eyes at night, it's you. It's just you, uh, and yeah. you have to live with. I did it right. I didn't. I gave it my all. Yeah, that was an RP nine. Or like mm, maybe it wasn't. You know, and yeah. But having people around you who are pushing you to improve and are holding you accountable has to be big. Uh, and I know we see the same similar people, you know, in all the videos of you training. So clearly, you know, you have that group finding that team. What, yeah. What, what, how has that experience been? You know, I, the day I walked into SBC is the day that I became a power lifter. And these people have been with me since, you know, it's been four years and they have, been in every single video. Um, there is nobody in this world that wants me to win as much as these people. And I want them to win as much as I want to win for myself. I am blessed to train at SBC and to have these people, you know, I know I po- I post a lot of like heavy squats and great squats, but I also, I fail. Yeah. And, I can tell you I have never hit the floor and my bar has never hit the floor because I have fantastic people around me at all times. And I'm very blessed. I, I can only wish that for everyone else Yeah, that they have, you know, a crew like that. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, there's a lot of shitty coaches out there and there are, it's sometimes hard to weed through the tall grass uh, yes. Which I'm sure you've had your fair share of working with people who haven't been the best, um, or just haven't been compatible. Not yeah. even that they're a bad coach, but just that it wasn't the right fit. They could be a great coach. You know, one of the first, uh, official powerlifting coach I worked with was Stacy Burr. Uh, I love Stacy. I have oh, so, nice. so much respect for Stacy, but just the training styles, it just wasn't there. Uh, and we were able to recognize that and, and move on. But there are also a lot of people who coaching in bio DM me for, you know, cheap pro whatever that I mean, yeah. to be honest, is just fucking people over. I mean, it's rampant. I, and you know, a lot of people ask me like why I don't coach and I, I just, I do not have the knowledge base. I do not. I don't know. I just, I would be doing someone a disservice if I were to coach them. And I realize that and I don't coach. A lot of people don't realize that they are not coaches. Um, I do agree. There's some bad eggs out there, but there are some good ones, some great ones as well. Yeah. I mean, even uh, the guy I'm chatting with right after this, uh, Travis Rogers. I mean, this his big thing is he goes, yeah. I'm not a coach. He goes, I'm going to write a program for you and you can follow the program, but I'm not a coach. Like I shouldn't call myself a coach. I mean, dude, if there's anyone that knows anything about this sport, it's Travis, you know? So if that doesn't say something, I don't know what does. Uh, Yeah. It is. Yeah. Not something that I have any desire to do. I'm more of a doer than a thinker. 100%. 100%. That's fine by me. So, you, you know, you mentioned earlier um, 
you know, you can work a full-time job and you can train full-time. I mean, you have more than, Damn, a, right. you have more than a full-time job, you know, uh, what, yeah. How, yeah. What, what does a daily structure even look like for you? Cause there's plenty of people where like, they say the longest distance in the world is the 18 inches from your heart to your brain. If people can hear something and then not execute mm-hmm. on it, everyone can go, Oh, I can work a full-time job, whatever. What does that practically look like? Uh, so for me, um, so like tomorrow, tomorrow I will wake up at four thirty, do cardio, get to work by seven, get off at five thirty, train until like ten, come home, eat, shower, get ready for the next day, get in bed by hopefully eleven thirty, and then back up again the next day. So are you sleeping five it hours a night? Done. On, I sleep a lot on the weekends. Okay. So okay. On the weekends, I get like ten hours. Okay. All right. It bounces. I was gonna say because yeah. I know that one of my athletes is listening right now, and I just ragged on him for sleeping five hours a night. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bubba, if you're listening to this, bro, get your sleep in. Cover your ears. Yeah. Cover your ears. <laughs> um, it can be done. Yeah. It can be done. And do I feel great by Friday? Not really. I am dragging ass. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, on the weekends, like I said, I get, I get 10 hours at least. Like I don't do shit on the weekend. Yeah. I'm sleeping. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I, I'm doing it right don't now. Don't invite me. I, I'm doing that right now. <laughs> My, uh, so I, I'm a, do not invite me. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm a bar manager, uh, in DC. So, um, oh, wow. same thing, long hours, uh, and we're short a guy right now. So we're working, you know, 60, 70 hour weeks right now and oh. training, while doing that is been nigh impossible. Uh, and so I'm when sure. I, when I get the two days off, uh, I have to stop myself from being like, I just want to sit here and vegetate for the next, you know, eight hours because it's like, okay, these are the right. two days where I can go get an SPD in, or I can go get cardio or I can go yeah. actually engage in society. But yeah, when you're working, especially a high stress job, the last thing you want to do when you get home is be like, all right, I'm going to go drive 20 minutes to the gym and go train for four hours, right. you know? It sucks. It takes a lot of willpower. And, you know, I couldn't even, I don't even have, I don't have kids. I don't have pets. I don't have anything else. So that does help me. Yeah. Um, I could not imagine, you know, having a child and having to take care of a child and do this. I Hats off to people that can because that I think that's incredible um but you can absolutely work a full-time job and get this done yeah 100% if you want it you will make it work yeah well I mean even the west side guys I mean their whole thing was all right I'm gonna go work hard labor you know 12 16 hours a day and then I'm gonna go train yeah and then they just live in their car, like in the parking lot. Like if you want to do it, you're going to do it. Like at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it's, it's what the priority is. Absolutely. Are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my coworkers, they don't go to the gym. They don't really do that sort of thing. And they're always like, I don't know how you do this. Like we'll have like huge food days where it's like pizza and mac and cheese and cookies and all this stuff. And I'll just be heating up my fish and rice, you know. And they're like, I do not know how you do this. And I'm like, well, I just, I just want it. Yeah. I just want to be successful. And that's, this is what it takes. Yeah. And I want this. I want to be 
successful more than I want that brownie over there, you know? So I don't know, just different priorities and that's fine. Yeah. And it, and it's the long-term vision versus the short-term vision. The short-term yeah. gratification be like, That's wow, right. this brownie tastes good versus you're like, if I do this, this is going to set me back another three days or whatever it is. And that adds up quickly. Yeah. Um, it does. Yeah. Well, um, the other major topic, and I know um, you've spoken about this at length with Mark Bell, um, is of course just mm-hmm. PED usage um, when it comes to yeah. training. Everyone knows that all top athletes are taking something uh, and that it's just, yeah. it's part of the game. It's just the reality, especially in bodybuilding. It is. Um, but I feel like there, there's so much more stigma around women taking it than there is men. Like, it's almost just like assumed a dude's like, let me just go take some tests, you know, but a woman's take something yeah. and they're like big, manly, bulky woman, you know, like it's, it, yeah. Yeah. What has that been like for you in, in just your own journey? So you get a lot of backlash. It's like, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I have been called a man. Yeah. It it happens almost daily. Um, and it's almost like if someone hears that you are doing steroids, it's like anything else you've done is immediately discredited. Like, oh, she's strong, but she takes steroids. So, <laughs> like, what? Right. As if the steroids are doing it as opposed to you still having to Yeah, yeah. As if I'm not dieting and taking supplements and getting sleep and all these other things. Yeah, she takes steroids, so whatever. Are you kidding me? Um, So it's like I feel like women are kind of starting to open up about steroids a little bit. Yeah. the Mark Bell podcast was the first time that I have publicly talked about it. Yeah. Um, and it felt good, you know, cause women need to see that they don't need to be on a grocery list of things yeah. to be strong. Yeah. You know, last year for the Kern, I took, I don't remember the exact dosages, but I took Anavar, Primo and NPP yep. for that meat. Um, I wasn't, you know, I have, I've had women like message me and it's so sad. Cause they're like, my coach has me on this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, why would you do that? Like if, if me opening up about my steroid usage helps another woman see that, okay, like let's start off with Anavar and then let's see how I respond to that. A low dose of Anavar. Let's see how I respond to that. And then if I like that, maybe I can add Primo. I don't know. And see how I respond to that. Like let's start low one at a time, see how you respond and then go up. Yeah not just dump all of this stuff into your system and not know which one you're responding best to or which one, you know, I don't know. I just wish there was more guidance about PEDs and I wish there was more common sense about PEDs. Yeah. And I wish people would do their own research. A hundred percent because it is, It's yeah, it is. It's sad because 
so many people have seen great success from using, but also so many people have, I mean, they've died or they've been seriously injured or they've had organ failure because, not because they took them, but because they took too much or they took the wrong ones or they were given bad. And that comes back to that coaching thing. There's people giving advice that's potentially fatal uh, because there's no one wants to do their own research on anything. They look up one article online and they're like, oh, okay, sick. Let me just inject this in my ass, you know? God, it's, it's, you know, it's, there's so much more involved that, you know, this, this affects your whole life. Yeah. You know, so much about me has changed since I started taking steroids and I'm okay with every change, but it is a sacrifice. Yeah. There are things that you don't get back Yeah. because you take steroids. Yeah. Like, I used to sing. Mm. I used to sing very well and I cannot sing anymore because my voice has dropped that much. Do I regret? No. I knew the sacrifices. I did my research going into this. I knew what would happen and I was okay with that sacrifice, but people just don't realize how, how important this is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, as well, it's, it is, it's that same short-term, long-term outlook that people want Mm -hmm. a quick fix. Yes. And they think that that will replace the hard ass work you got to put in. Like there are plenty of people and it's, and it's, I I saw it a lot in college of, oh, uh, the classic was D ball. That was the one that people just want. They're like, oh, I'm just going to take D-ball. And they blow up yeah. and just collapse. Like, I mean, it was just, it, it was it yeah. was up and it was out and they're done. And everyone was like, well, I saw so-and-so take da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I said, yeah, that person's also busting their ass. Like, they're not just, like, going and eating yeah. a grilled cheese in the cafeteria and then maxing out. You know, which actually that sounds like a great day, but th- that's not what they're doing. That sound <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Um, <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Um, but yeah, like if you don't put in the work, you're still going to look like shit regardless of how much you yeah. put in your body. Yeah. And people respond differently to different compounds. Yeah. Um, you can't expect what one person is taking or what one person is doing to work for you. Yeah. You know, I have people who are like, oh, I'm going to squat like you. I want to squat like you. And I'm like, are you a 5'4 female that weighs 199 pounds? No. Okay. Then you're not going to squat like me. Yeah. <laughs> squat like you. Yeah. <laughs> like squat to your advantage, to your leverages. Take, find out what steroids work best for you and take those. Don't just copy what your favorite Instagram influencer is doing. Oh my God. Yeah. You're going to, you are going to pay the price. Not me. A hundred percent. I mean, so one, one of the male athletes that I, I've looked up to for a really long time is Andy. Uh, and, uh, so he was, he and John came out for, uh, they were doing their little seminar tour and they came out to my gym here in Nova. So I, I picked Andy up from the hotel morning of the seminar and took him to the, to the place. It was the first time we'd actually met in person. Because uh, at That's the end cool. of the day, like when you're on Instagram or you're doing a podcast, everyone is the same size. We all fit into a little box of whatever it is that, that we post, yeah. right? Um, and for a long time at the beginning, I was like, man, 
I want to squat. I want to bench. Like I want to move similar to Andy. Andy's not as big as I thought he was. Like when I met him, like now yeah. <laughs> it's tricky because he names himself that huge Asian guy, but Andy's five ten. He just wears high top Jordans <laughs> to make himself six yeah. foot, you know? And so when I realized that I still towered over him, I was like, Oh, maybe I should stop lifting like this guy, you know? And so yeah. it is so important. One, when you're finding a coach, but training partners, people you want to mimic, you can't just pick someone arbitrarily and be like, mm, you look good. Like if I tried lifting like Joe, I'd be dead. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, I couldn't. You, you I couldn't. can't. He squats so narrow. Oh my God. It's, it's terrifying. I'm like, my femurs could never, it's just not an option. I could never, I could never. <laughs> <laughs> he squats so narrow. I could, I just, I could not. Oh man. Well, I mean, ton of great info. Uh, just, I mean, from story to journey to what's next, uh, you know, some of my favorite parts um, of podcasting is these last couple questions. Uh, of course, faith, fitness, and okay. French toast. We all talk about fitness till our faces turn blue. It's what connects just about everyone that's been on this show. Uh, but what I found yeah. has really made this show unique has one been this question of faith, but one been also been this question of breakfast. So I'll get to breakfast last because that's my absolute favorite. <laughs> Um, I love oh my God, it's the best. Uh, we're we're going to hold off. We're going to hold off on that one. Um, but you know, this question of faith, uh, and, uh, especially for you, you've had just such a remarkable journey. Um, so my, my question for you is this, what role, if any, has your own personal faith or understanding of yourself in this world played into your training or just your outlook on yourself as a person? You know, I, um, I pray before I get under the squat bar every Sunday. Mm. Um, and usually, you know, I thank God. I thank him for every blessing. Everything's taken, taken away from me and brought to me and for him just walking with me, mm. you know. And every time I chalk my hands, I'm like, walk with me, like, mm. So uh, God plays a huge role, you know. I think that things are done in his timing, and I, I believe that. And I think that he saw me through so many trials, um, and I think he has something, like, truly special in store for me. And that, I don't know, that makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, it's a good place to be in. There's peace, right? Yeah. Because you know you're on the right path. I mean, if you weren't, you wouldn't yeah. be lifting anymore. So obviously, you know you're doing That's the right, right thing. Uh, I was right. I was scrolling TikTok earlier, and uh, which oh my god, that thing sucks up so much time. But Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey had posted something, uh, and it, it was one of his talks, and he said, uh, you know, you got to be thankful for the process. Like regardless where you're at, regardless what you believe, you got to be thankful for the process because if God was done with you, you would not wake up tomorrow morning. That's and right. I was like, huh, I read man. something once I read something once and it was, it was like God gives, but he also takes and just having, you know, I've, I've had things taken from me as everyone else has. And to be able to do what I am doing is a blessing. Yeah. It is an absolute blessing. I get to do something I love with people I love. 
and I get to share it with the world. That is incredible. Yeah. That that cannot be taken lightly. So just approaching every session with the gratitude and the thankfulness and I don't know, I think it's really it's really big. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, speaking of things to be thankful for, breakfast is the greatest thing that's ever happened to humanity. Okay? We are we're agreed on that. I could not agree right. more. So okay. I yeah, if it's eight in the morning, if it's ten o'clock at night, if I have the choice of what I'm going to eat, it's going to be something for breakfast. It just it just is. It's going to be breakfast. So absolutely. My question is: if there was one breakfast food, now this can be hard for you because I know how much you enjoy this meal. If there's one item, I do, or one set breakfast that reigns above all else, and it doesn't have to be something that fits macronutrients. So if you hit me with like an egg white omelet, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but like. If I'm you truly are like, though. I'm just going to enjoy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you get the tryhards that are like, oh, it's going to be spinach. You know? Please. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you're truly enjoying yourself and you are at peace and you can eat whatever it is, Ooh. what's it going to be? All right. So I don't know if they have these where you live, but we have a snooze. Uh, it's like a breakfast place here in Kansas City, and they have um, banana bread French toast, and it has like caramel on it and pecans and sliced bananas and then syrup. Oh, it is probably the greatest thing I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> if I could have that every day, I would be so happy. The most incredible thing I've ever eaten. Man. Well, I'm going to judge you a little bit for still saying French toast, uh, you know, because that's also a try hard answer. But yes, that that does sound Uh, incredible. Come on. Oh, man. Oh, well, yeah, there's a. uh, What's yours? I have to know yours. So, you know, I don't know if in six seasons I've ever actually said what my answer is. Um, If I had to pick a breakfast, dude, I don't even know. I just love everything. Uh, which is also a cop out, so I'm not going to stick to that. There is, so I grew up in Tennessee. I, I was born in Tennessee. Okay. So I'm split between two things. I was born in Tennessee, and uh, you know, out Dolly Parton's kind of world of Dolly World, Dolly World, Dollywood. Okay. And there's a a breakfast spot I took uh, one of my boys uh, before his bachelor party uh, over the summer that has like 80 different little animatronic singing chickens all the way around the rest. Oh, it's garish. I didn't know there were going to be that many when we went there, but they had these, oh my gosh. Uh, they had these cinnamon roll pancakes uh, that were truly, I mean, I like took the first bite and was like, ah, oh, this was probably a mistake. <laughs> Cause I was like working my way through. <laughs> um, those were, oh, that sounds so good. those were next level. Um, but I also did high school in Ireland. So I grew up overseas. Uh, and so, me, Whoa. yeah, yeah, my parents are missionaries. That's a whole another story, but yeah, my parents are missionaries. So I did middle school and high school uh, overseas, uh, and so the classic Irish breakfast is also like a nostalgic thing for me because you got your thick cured bacon, you got the sausage, okay, got your eggs. I always go scrambled because I'm still basic in that. Got black and white pudding. Um, scrambled, scrambled, man. I, Come on, I do fried eggs if I'm like in prep, but like usually like scrambled. I don't. It's just it's simple. I can eat it faster. It must be like a mental thing. <laughs> I don't. Um, 
And then they always put like a little bit of arugula on the side, and then I throw that out because no one really wants the arugula when you're. Yeah, uh, yeah. What is, I don't even know dis- what arugula is. That's disgusting. Um, but yeah, so I like, went to go visit them about a month ago, and I made a point of getting to their little local cafe to do that. So it's just nothing beats it. It's just, it's soul food. All right, that sounds good. Yeah. So if you ever make it to Ireland, get you your Irish breakfast. Okay. And that's, yeah, you, you may change your answer from, from snooze, but we'll see. I don't want to take, I don't want to take away the Kansas city classic either. Maybe. Oh man. Well, uh, I'm also like a huge fan of biscuits and gravy. Like, okay. Love biscuits and gravy. Yeah. That, that is, you know, the first, you were the first person to say biscuits and gravy on the history of the show. First person to say biscuits and gravy. It's good. Everyone knows it's good, but I don't think anyone wants to openly admit. Oh, it's so good. Because like, oh, this is just straight. Like I have no shit. Yeah. Good. I have no shit. Good. Good. (laughs) I like biscuits and gravy. Oh man. Well, so you're three weeks out. You're closing in on the meat. Uh, you know, any any thoughts kind of going into that? Uh, anything you want to tell people? Just kind of where your head's at uh, as we kind of wrap up here. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm the type of person that puts a lot of pressure on myself, usually puts a lot of pressure on myself. But, you know, here recently, I I just want to have fun. I just want to enjoy the day, um, and do the best that I can. I think that I'm sitting in a fantastic spot, um, to accomplish the goals that I want to. And I think it's going to be a very exciting day. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Hunter, we wish you the best, uh, folks, Thank uh, you. if you're listening, Alexa just tried to respond to that. Alexa stop. Uh, I don't know why she, <laughs> she got involved. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, guys, if you want to follow Hunter, you should all know this because you're probably all coming from her page anyway. Uh, but Hunter Henderson on Instagram. Uh, of course, you can find us yeah. on every streaming platform possible. If I ever figure out YouTube, you'll get video uh, podcasts as well. But uh, Hunter requested not to do video because her hair uh, day after the gym. Today. I look so bad. Uh, she's got the messy <laughs> button going right now and everything. Um, but with that, folks, thank you as always. Uh, we'll catch you next week with Travis Rogers. Well, folks, this was just a great conversation with Hunter Henderson. Like I said, you can find her at Hunter N. Henderson on Instagram. If you love that episode and you're craving a little bit more from me, you can subscribe to the podcast on any of our streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or any of the other random podcast streaming platforms there now are at Faith Fitness and French Toast. Or you can visit us on Instagram at Faith Fitness Podcast for full interviews, trailers, and more for the rest of the season. We have a brilliant guest list lined up, so don't forget to turn on your post notifications on Instagram. Stay connected on your platform of choice to be the first to hear about guest announcements and early episode releases. With that, thank you for listening. I'm Moses Allwood. I'll see you next week with Travis Rogers.